0: Welcome to the recession resistant real estate radio, where we talk about real estate, passive investing, business strategies, and so much more. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, CEO of HPG Capital. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Good to see you guys. Today, I want to go straight into the five limiting beliefs or false narratives about passive investing. Number one is a lot of people think passive investing is too simple to work. People think that if there's not a ton of effort and a ton of time that goes into something, then, oh, this this must not work. It really is as easy as saving money and consistently putting it into something that's going to grow over time, whether those are index funds, stocks, real estate, bonds, whatever it is, consistent effort is the key. And it really is simple. So all of this simplicity Turn you away from it. Number two is needing to pick individual stocks to be successful. A lot of people just sit on the sidelines and their lazy money never goes to work for them. They think that they have to devote a ton of time and research into picking individual companies or spending a ton of time uh, vetting real estate deals and getting very active in it. There are so many ways to limit the amount of time that you spend. Picking individual things or investing in individual things. What I really like to do when I diversify, I I know and understand real estate. And so that's what I really like to invest in because I can control a lot of these assets. Uh, I know the market really well. I've kind of got an edge locally on things when we rezone and add value to the property. So I understand that really. So I'm heavily allocated. But when I do diversify, I want to diversify into things that have as little risk as possible and are basically. Diversified into a bunch of things. Like when I buy stocks, I buy the VTSAX uh, with Vanguard. It has super low fees and. It basically tracks the performance of the S and P 500, which most people can't even beat. That, so if I can match it, I feel like I'm doing really, really well. It didn't take me a whole lot of time to figure that out. I'm very careful to avoid, you know, fees from financial advisors and and mutual funds. I typically don't like that. If you don't know the effect that fees have on your portfolio long term, I encourage you to go to Google and and look at it. We're talking about millions of of dollars, even a one percent fee that the That the that the broker pays, that the financial advisor uh, you pay them, no matter what your portfolio does, if it goes up or down, they still get that one percent fee. And then usually what they're investing you in also has fees. A lot of people don't know that. Look at the effect that has over a you know twenty three year period. It is amazing. But you don't have to go and, and pick out you know individual stocks or individual little real estate deals and spend a ton of time. There are plenty of investments with a couple clicks you can literally invest in it. A third limiting belief is passive investing is too boring. People think that this needs to be some kind of like fun and exciting thing that you know keeps you on the edge of your seat. A lot of times if you're on the edge of your seat, that usually means you're making emotional decisions and emotional decisions're not good investing decisions but a lot of people think that because it's boring that they shouldn't do it. They're associating excitement with investing and oh my gosh if this is not if this isn't exciting that I don't want to do it, And that's a big mistake a lot of people make is they make investing decisions based on their emotions instead of rationality. Usually rationality is very boring. Emotion is usually very exciting. And we've got to completely flip-flop on how we should invest, but it does not have to be super exciting for it to work. It is okay that passive investing is very boring. That honestly means that it's passive. It means you're getting income to your bank account doing little to no work. Your money is doing the work for you. Another big false narrative that I hear a lot is people sit on the sidelines and wait for a correction. Or they say, man, you know, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna wait for it to go back down. Or, you know, oh, it's just, it's it's really hot. It's caught up a lot. Uh, I'm gonna wait. Or, oh, dude, it's on its way down. I'm, I'm gonna wait for it to recover for a little bit. They sit on the sidelines, sit on the sidelines, sit on the sidelines. One of my friends back in 2000. 16 or 17 was uh, waiting to jump into the stock market because it had this historic run, you know, from like 2009, 10 all the way up to 2016, 17. He had a pretty good run. The returns were there. And he's like, "Ah, oh, you know, it's just it's just too much." He's literally missed out on all of those gains that have happened since then. So, do not try to time the market and invest based on what you know, what you understand and the fundamentals and avoid making emotional decisions. Next, another big limiting belief and false narrative that I hear a lot of is some investors believe that passive investing is like a one size fits all pill that all, oh, you know, this is something that is general, it's universal, it's it's not gonna fit my my own custom needs. That is, it couldn't be more further from the truth. There are so many different ways to customize uh, passive income into a variety of of assets. You know, typically, uh, if you're a financial advisor, what you see a lot of these financial advisors advise, especially young folks, is to be aggressive. You know, a little bit higher or more high risk, you know, assets like stocks that are growth, very high growth funds because they're going to be investing for the long run. Whereas if you're a lot older, you know, typically over time from young, when you go from, you know, young to old, you amortize down your portfolio into more safe, lower return, but lower risk assets that don't fluctuate as much, usually uh, treasury bills and and bonds. And so, you know, both of these can provide passive income either through a dividend, through a stock that you invest in when you're younger, or if it's a bond that pays out like an annuity does, annuities are another uh Asset class that older demographics can can invest in and get consistent income. That's uh, usually lower risk compared to the stock market and other things out there. There's so many different ways to do it. Real estate, rental properties. You know, invest investing in, in in REITs. There's so many different ways to do it. There's not a one size fits all pill. You can customize passive income based on your own individual needs. And lastly, the biggest. And this one drives me nuts the most because I've I've seen this happen time and time again, is people think to passively invest they need to go after these home run deals these for surefire things. I have recently seen this happen multiple times over and over again. Um, my dad, I'm gonna, throw him, I'm gonna throw him under the bus here because dad, you just you made a really crappy decision, not once but twice, on investing. Uh, luckily, it wasn't a lot of money. This was just some play money. So uh, just kidding, Dad. Not trying to throw you on the bus. But I saw him invest in this Ponzi scheme <laughs> online. Guys, he'd never talked to. And it was this Ponzi scheme where you would invest in this crypto trading algorithm. And what it did was you bought, <laughs> basically you bought Bitcoin. And the algorithm would go out and look for little bitty Pricing discrepancies, in other words, it would try to go out and buy and sell cr- like little bitty one and two cent trades uh, very, very quickly, and you know, it would do this you know hundreds of times uh, a day sometimes, and it would collect pennies, and it was, it was working mainly because there were more people pushing money into it to, to feed the returns that everyone was getting. And he was getting these crazy like 30 percent returns in like a month. I mean, it was it was insane, and he had buddies that were putting in a hundred here, two hundred here. It was crazy. Well, they ended up getting an email saying that hey, you know, something has gone wrong, and we're not sure what happened. This operation's been shut down, and we can't get your capital back. And basically, they just walked away with this money. Uh, The other one uh, was this uh, guy who was saying that he could get these crazy returns in forex. He had turned like $8,500 into $135,000 and had just all these people excited. And it was friends and family and network. And, you know, my my dad put in some money and this was like a family friend. I knew this guy. Uh, and (laughs) long story short, uh, this guy ended up losing everybody's uh, money. So don't be attracted to just crazy returns. In fact, if it's, if it sounds too good to be true, you know, it typically is, that's usually a red flag. So if you hear somebody giving away some crazy returns, be super, super skeptical of that. All right. That's it for today. We'll catch you next time.